Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Tuesday, everyone. We have been talking about the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit and how central that is to our being a Christian, to our living the life that God wants us to live. The promise of salvation is that if we will turn to Christ, repent of our sins, be baptized, that we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God in us, transforming us, changing us, breaking sin habits, sin patterns, and giving us a new life that we're to live. All of this is in the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. As the commercial goes on TV, don't leave home without it. Don't leave home without the Holy Spirit. Don't try to live a Christian life without the Holy Spirit within. It's so important. It's so necessary. I mean, it seems silly to be stressing this as much as I am, but it is important because I have found that many Christians are not experiencing the work of the Holy Spirit in their life. They believe in God, they want to serve Him, but they fall back into their own efforts to accomplish it. And I tell you, our own efforts are not sufficient. Listen to what Paul wrote to the Galatians. In this letter to this church, he's emphasizing that it's not in the law. It's not in trying to be good enough that we're going to receive salvation, that we have to trust in Christ. We have to receive the empowering of his spirit. Listen to what he says in Galatians 3.21. Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. If there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. You're not going to be righteous by trying to keep the law, trying to keep the teachings of the Bible. That will not make you righteous. There's no life in that. Well, what does make us righteous? Well, the Bible says in Romans 8 and verse 2 that it is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that set us free from the law of sin and death. And if you read that chapter, you find that we receive this life through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is what we've been saying and trying to convey in these messages. It is the power and work of the Holy Spirit in our life that transforms us. And so yesterday I posed the question, how do we receive the Holy Spirit? How are we sure we've received it? And we saw in the Bible that there was a means that people received the Holy Spirit. We looked at the five cases where the account is given of the Holy Spirit being poured out. And in those cases, we saw that three out of the five cases, it was through the laying on of hands. The church leaders laid hands on people that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Three out of the five cases, that's how they received it. The two cases where they didn't lay hands on were the very first case, which of course no one would have received it yet, so no one would have laid on hands. The other case where the laying on of hands didn't happen was in Acts chapter 10, 
where Peter had gone to Cornelius' house, this is the first time that the gospel had gone to the Gentiles, Peter went reluctantly, but at the command of the Lord, he did go. And the scripture says, as Peter talked to them, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. Now, in this case, as in the beginning, it just happened sovereignly. There was no laying on of hands because they never really thought that God would have poured out his spirit upon the Gentiles. But they recognized that they had been filled with the Holy Spirit because they had heard them speak in tongues. They had exercised a gift of the Spirit, and that was an indication that they had received it. But in the other cases, and if I could say the normal way the Holy Spirit was given, bestowed upon new believers, was by the laying on of hands. Now, that would make the laying on of hands very important because this was the way that the Holy Spirit was imparted was through the laying on of hands. Now, let me quickly say before I may leave a wrong impression, I'm not saying by that that we control the outpouring of the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands. No, this is a work of the Holy Spirit. Man cannot control this. God just sovereignly will baptize people with his Spirit as he desires. Jesus described it to Nicodemus like the wind. You don't know where it came from and you don't know where it's going. You just see the effects of it. And so we cannot control just sort of in a regiment, you do these things and the Holy Spirit is poured out. No, this all works by faith. It's something that is generated because of the faith in the heart of an individual, not because they've gone through a certain activity. Now, saying all that, it's still important to see that in the Bible, the church did lay hands on people, and through the laying on of hands and prayer, the Holy Spirit was bestowed. And so I believe it is the way that we position ourselves to receive the Holy Spirit. It's the way that we focus and release our faith is by having those that have received the Holy Spirit lay their hands upon us and pray that we would receive it as well. This is the practice of laying on of hands. Now, if what I'm saying is true, then the laying on of hands is very, very important. Now, I want you to see a verse here in Hebrews chapter 6, starting at verse 1. It says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Now here in this portion of Scripture, the writer lists six things and he says that these are the elementary principles. These are the foundation stones of our faith. And he lists six of them here. Now, if I were to get a hundred Christians together and ask them, what are the six foundation stones of our faith? I'm sure that somewhere in the discussion, they would come up and say, well, you know what? It's not by our works. We're going to have to repent and turn from our own self-effort. And so we need to repent from dead works. And I think others would come up with the second stone and say, you know, it's faith towards God. It's by faith that we're saved. And then others might come up and say, you know, water baptism is important and that's a foundation stone. And others may say, well, you know, another foundation stone is believing that there is a life after death, that there is a resurrection 
and we're all going to stand before the Lord and that we're going to be judged, that we're going to give an account of the deeds done in the flesh. I think we would come up with five of those six foundation stones. But do you really think that someone would say, you know, one of the six foundation stones is the laying on of hands? I don't think Christians would come up with that because we wouldn't think it's that important. And it's not important as far as just an act, but it is important if it does what we are seeing here in the scripture, that through the laying on of hands, the impartation of God's spirit comes to us. Then it is important. Then it is one of the six foundation stones. It's repentance from dead works. It's faith towards God. It's being baptized. It's receiving his life through the laying on of hands. And then, of course, resurrection and eternal judgment. Do you see it? Do you see how important this issue is that we receive the Holy Spirit? And how important it is that the practice of the early church was imparting the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands. What does that mean to us today? I don't think it's changed. The promise is still to us. On the day of Pentecost, he said this promise of the Holy Spirit to you, to your children, to those who are far off, even as many as the Lord your God shall call. It comes right down to us today. And I believe that we primarily receive the Holy Spirit today by coming to the church, repenting, being baptized, and receiving the laying on of hands with prayer to receive the Holy Spirit. It's not that this act just automatically bestows it, as I've already said. No, it has to be by the faith of the people that lay hands on, and it has to be the faith of the individual that's receiving the laying on of hands. Everything we receive from God is by faith. Outward activities are the positioning and the focus of our faith at a moment to receive. And I think it's important because we've seen in our study of the scripture, especially yesterday, that many people were believers, they were baptized, but they hadn't received the Holy Spirit yet. And there needed to be a time and a focus where they received the laying on of hands for that to happen. If you feel that you're lacking the power of the Holy Spirit, that there isn't that dynamic that I'm talking about working in you, then I would encourage you to find a church where they lay hands on people with prayer to receive the Holy Spirit. It doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be eerie. It doesn't have to be spooky. No, it doesn't have to be anything like that. It's just simply by faith coming and receiving the impartation of his life. Because this is what I've been saying over these last number of days. Christianity is more than just receiving information, believing doctrines. It's more than that. It starts there, but it's more than that. Once you accept the message of salvation, the promise is you will receive an impartation of life. This is the dynamic of being a Christian. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. Without it, we're just like a shell. Outwardly, we're proclaiming ourselves to be a Christian, but we don't have the power inside of us to produce the life of a Christian. You see, we're called Christians. Christ is our head, and we are to be 
part of his body. The life of the head needs to flow to us. And that's why Jesus, as the head, received the anointing oil. He was the anointed one. He was the Christ. As we come into his body, we receive the flow of his spirit to us. He's the vine. We're the branches. And as the life of the vine flows into us, it produces fruit. This is the teaching of the scripture. I'm amazed how we get removed from this. We need the life of Christ in order to live his life. It's accomplished through the work of the Holy Spirit. And if we come and exercise our faith and receive the laying on of hands and prayer, this power will come to us. It's for every Christian. Well, that's our time for today. I've given you a lot to think about. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. But as you know, we are not meeting there right now due to the coronavirus. Instead, we are streaming our Sunday service online starting at 1030. Go to our website at kwcf.org to check out all the details. We are living through difficult times right now, but the Bible tells us to cast all of our care on Him, for He cares for us. So till next time, let God keep your life in balance.